Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Average Film Enjoyer Podcasts. Uh, we're your hosts, Jagger Film Reviews, and you are... I'm Trey the Film Noob. And we're going to be talking about horror movies that we like today. Yes, and I'm very excited. So we're going to kick it off. Um, I say we just kind of go into it now. The Evil Dead trilogy. What are your thoughts? I love it. Uh, it's one of my favorite trilogies ever. Um, for people that don't know, Evil Dead movies, uh, we're talking about the original trilogy, which came out from 1981 to 1992. Um, there are two reboots. Um, we might touch on those a little bit later. Um but we are mainly going to be focused on the original three starring Bruce Campbell. They're intentionally campy and intentionally cheesy, intentionally like over gory uh, horror films. Uh, so they're, they're definitely very creepy, but they're also really funny and fun to watch. Um, and personally for me, I love it. I feel like the horror hits really well. And I feel like the cheesiness and the campiness um, hit really, really well. Um, I'm like, I'm, I think these are the most graphic horror movies I've ever watched. Um, and yeah, I just love them. Uh, what are your thoughts on the trilogy as a whole? I would say it's, and you said it's one of your favorite trilogies. I'd go as far as to say that this is definitely my favorite trilogy that's out right now. I think that it's so fun and so great like you said sam raimi uh i prefer the original three spider-man movies to any of the other spider-man stuff that's come out personally i think sam raimi's a great director i think bruce campbell is absolutely hysterical as the ash williams role um if you've seen the show ash versus evil dead he has kept that role and it's like you said campiness alive and it's so over the top it's great um yeah yeah i i think that the gore has become a huge staple of the series i love the occasional random uh like behind the scenes if you look at any of the behind the scenes stuff on the evil dead movies they uh, it's all references to the Three Stooges with the uh, excessive use of shemps, um, which mm-hmm. I think is really funny. I think if we go into the like second and third, the snippets of comedy mixed with horror, I think that this does this better than any other horror comedy series has. And yeah. I would say that it's almost a flawless in my opinion, at least, four and a half to five star only series. And that's just me. I believe, though, that it does what a lot of other movies are still yet to do. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, This is one one of the few series um, that I can name that progressively get better, um, in my opinion. Um... But yeah, I would love to just go in and break them down individually and hear your like specific thoughts of like scenes you liked and stuff like that. So uh, why don't we start with, uh, so The Evil Dead is the first Evil Dead film. came out in 1981, um, and I'm just going to read the quick synopsis to catch people up. Uh, when a group of college students finds a mysterious book 
and recording in the old wilderness cabin they've rented for the weekend, they unwittingly unleash a demonic force from the surrounding forest. Um, and I would just love to hear your, like, just off the top of your head, your thoughts um, for the uh, first installment in the Evil Dead trilogy. So it's definitely the most serious installment in that original trilogy, which is good for what it's worth, but I still think that the other ones, in my opinion, are better. Um, yeah, for well, sure. Um, I totally agree. Uh, and I've read up on this one. So this this one, Sam Raimi, he wasn't trying to be campy or anything like that. Like, not as much as he was in the next two. Um, so it definitely has more serious tones with it. It doesn't really have, like, that goofy feel that Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness have. Um, yeah. But I think the one thing it does better than the other two is the gore. Um, because this one is rated NC-17. Um, as opposed to the other two, which are rated R. Is it They're really? Like, yeah, this movie's rated NC-17. Um, be literally just because of the gore. There's not nudity, there's, there, there's, I mean, no, there's, there's like a boob flashed here and there, but, like, it, it's, it's really just for the gore, and it's, I mean, some of these, obviously it's practical effects, uh, because it came out in 1981, um, and God, does Sam Raimi do it so well. It's there's some scenes in here that I'm just like, what? oh, that's so gross. It's yeah, I have a really good time with this one. Yeah, um, I think that I'm still shocked that it's NC-17 because if I try to think of other NC-17 movies, all of them are way worse than Evil Dead is. But um, at on that topic, it is very, very gory. And it has a lot of very gross-out moments. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, there's no real campiness. But then again, having a scene where someone gets essayed by a tree is not going to be taken seriously. Um, yeah. yeah. It's... I mean, the scene that really sticks out for me when I think of this is... So there's a scene where uh one of the characters they've locked the de spoiler warning for this 40 year old movie <laughs> um they've locked the one of the people possessed by one of the demons in like the uh cellar but like the cellar door opens just a little bit so she's like hanging out in this crack just able to reach her arms out and she takes a pencil and stabs it in one of the lady's ankles and i love this because in a lot of horror movies, you would just watch the pencil go in, and then it would cut away. But, because this is NC-17, and Sam Raimi really wanted to, like, just drive home the level of goriness, you, like, watch her stab it in her ankle, and then, like, move it around, and you see all the- uh, It's just, like, ugh, it's so gross. But I love it. It's so one of those much. moments that you, like, feel- <laughs> what the character is going through because they they show every second of that pencil stab yeah and yeah yeah keep going keep going to think that 
this was like an early project of Sam and Bruce's. Now, not that early because they had like the real Sam Raimi fans know that there was a lot of stuff that came before it. But if you read Bruce Campbell's book, um, it's something along the lines of like Diary of a B-List Actor. Sam Mm -hmm. took it so seriously that he wanted it to be like the goriest thing anyone had ever seen at that time. And although you have things now that have probably been heavily inspired by the Evil Dead with your things like Terrifier and stuff, Mm -hmm. this movie is pretty shocking for a 1981 release. Because just a year before this, you have something like The Shining that has a lot of blood in it, but it doesn't go to the levels that this movie just decides, hey... Let's do that. And yeah. there's not that much of a plot in this movie either. It's just like, guess what? Blood. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite reviews uh, for this movie, my my buddy Alex, uh, he has a review that says, Sam Raimi. So I want the film to be gory. Crew. Okay. How gory? Sam Raimi. Yes. And it's just like, it's... It like, it's like the perfect review, and I think you try like if you try to put yourself in 1981, I think you'll see like why this is NC-17. Like, it was all practical effects back then. So like, imagine in 1981 going to see this in the theater. I mean, it would be terrifying, and so like disgusting and oh. Yeah, I I wish I could have been there when this came out to see it in the theater. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies that would have been nice to see in a theater. And there's probably like driving theaters that do still show it, but I've not had the opportunity to go see it on a big screen. Um, but yeah. it is one of those movies where seeing it like up close, seeing everything right in front of you would probably be kind of gross, but really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, And uh, I think this is such a good trilogy, going back to, like, the trilogy as a whole, uh, because they're all only, like, an hour and 20 minutes. So it's definitely one that, like, you can, can, like, bust all three out in, like, a day um, because they're just all, like, so short. Um, which is another thing I love about them. Yeah, and there's a lot that could be said about this movie. Like, the cast is really good, and when the ladies in the movie become demons, they play it terrifyingly well. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They play great demons. Like I said before, Bruce Campbell is one of the faces of horror as he's established himself in these movies. Yeah. And that's a good segue into the second Evil Dead, which is pretty much just Bruce. Um, yeah. Um, so, second Evil Dead, 1987. Ash Williams and his girlfriend Linda find a log cabin in the woods with a voice recording from an archaeologist who had recorded himself reciting ancient chants from the Book of the Dead as they play the recording and evil powers unleashed, taking over Linda's body. Um... So, for me personally, I have this one rated higher 
than uh, the first one. Um, this is where I feel like Sam Raimi really comes into his own and, like, realizes from the first one, like, oh, people want that campiness, that cheesiness. Um, and he just goes, like, all in on the campiness and cheesiness. Um, and it's just, it's so, so funny. It's so funny. I would like to preface that this is my number two movie of all time before I talk and rant about all of the reasons that it's amazing. There is, in my opinion, not a single flaw in this movie. I think that the comedy is insane and so hectic and chaotic that it 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 all comes together in a, like... I would like to say, if you think of it as a ribbon, this movie comes together as a perfect horror chaotic bow. That it ties the horror and the comedy together so well. Um, There's just scenes of this movie where you're like, what's going on? Um, The scene that comes to mind is the scene where everything in the house just starts laughing. Yeah. Yeah. The scene where there's, like, yep. a hose of blood spraying out of the wall on him, um, and the wall just starts shooting. Is it, like, black blood all over him? There's the scene where the camera, like, sticks to his chest, and he's, like, flying around and spinning in circles. Um, this movie's just so bizarre. Um, the scene where there's, like, a claymation Linda, where she's, like, a mm-hmm. naked demon dancing around outside um yeah it's it's so it's so bizarre (laughs) um and it's it's uh i think it there's a lot of that works there's a lot of stuff that works uh in this movie um and like one joke specifically uh that me and my dad really enjoy is so like ash's hand gets possessed um and so he has to cut off his own hand yes. um and then he puts he puts a bucket over it and then he puts some uh books on top of the bucket and it's kind of it's really quick but if you catch it it's so funny the book that he puts on top of the bucket is a farewell to arms. And it's just like a little like, like, I don't know. I It's really stupid, but I think it's so funny because you can tell like Sam Raimi did that intentionally. And I just think it's so goofy. It's like one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, no, I had picked up on that. And I thank you for bringing that joke up. Um I would also like to mention the cutting the hand off thing. Um, that moment where he puts the chainsaw arm on and says groovy had me dying the first time I saw it. Like, I was on the floor laughing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that scene... Had me equally laughing and equally like, yes, like getting like hyped up. 
because it's just like it's like this scene in like a superhero movie where like they're like gearing up and he's like throws it on and then he has that little contraption where all he has to do is like yank down his arm and it turns it on and he's like yank and then groovy i was just like oh this is so great but after seeing the first evil dead this movie makes no sense in an amazing way Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Uh, because that first that first one's like it's a really like serious note movie and then you turn this one on and like 45 minutes in, he just looks at the camera groovy it just yeah and also the fact that i have to bring up that they just scrap the first movie. Like, the first movie didn't happen now. Because it starts yeah. with him, like, just back up to the cabin. And they completely ignore all the events of the first movie. Which I get he, like, didn't love the first movie and wanted to remake it. And this was his use of a remake. Um, but I think the way that they just completely discarded it is almost amusing. Yeah, and I thought that was really interesting. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that was happening. So the first time I'm watching it, I'm like, because I I watched them. I watched all three of these and then the uh, reboot in 2013 that they did um, in one day. And so I'm at work and I turn on Evil Dead 2 um, because I work at a golf course. And, um, so sometimes I work in the pro shop and it's really slow. So I'll bring my computer, turn on movies and I'm turning it on. And it's like the same events as number one. And I'm like, wait, what, what's happening? I had to like pause it and look, look it up. Like, Hey, what's happening here? And, but I loved it. I thought that was really genius. Yeah, and the fact that they named it Evil Dead 2 and tried to play it off as a remake, it, although it's probably unintentional that it is funny, it just kind of is. Yeah. Yeah, I I think um, that this one works really well. One other thing that I want to talk about, um, specifically for this one, um, is that Bruce Campbell, one, he should have been more of an action movie star because one, he's great, he's a great actor, and he's really funny, and two, he's great looking. Like, he's fit, he's a good-looking dude in the 80s. Like, I feel like he should have been more of an action star. I don't know what happened, but he should have been bigger than than he was. Um... But one thing I do want to touch on is his facial expressions. Um, I watched these movies with my dad recently um, because he had never seen them. Um, And his facial expressions, like, it's like Jim Carrey-esque. Like, he's like if Jim Carrey... I feel like he's if Jim Carrey was an action star. Um, Just, like, how good his he's good at, like, contorting his face and making these really odd, goofy facial expressions. Um, I feel like he's really, really good at that. Uh, And one more thing that I want to bring up that maybe not a lot of people know about is that, you know Henrietta, the giant demon that was locked in the basement? Yeah. That was Sam Raimi's brother. 
What? Are that, you? That was no way. That was Ted Raimi. That's unreal. Yeah, makeup team. The makeup team really killed it in this movie. They they really knew what they were doing. Um, yeah, that's 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 hilarious. I love that. I don't know why, but that makes me happy. Yeah, this is just um, a very bizarre comfort movie for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Um, and that, I mean, that takes me into Army of Darkness. Uh, is, I mean, personally for me, Army of Darkness is a comfort movie. Uh, it's my favorite out of the trilogy. Uh so for people that don't know, Army of Darkness um, is Ash is accidentally transported to 1300 AD where he must battle an army of the dead and retrieve the Necronomicon so he can return home. Um, I think this one is easily the goofiest, easily the cheesiest out of the whole trilogy. Um, Ash traveling back into medieval times and just is it's so it's so good it's so funny and there's one thing about there's one scene in this movie that never fails to make me like die in laughter is the scene when he goes to get the necronomicon and he just like starts mumbling the thing that he's supposed to say and he's like yeah it's probably fine and then just grabs it and that's how everything starts yeah, he's like, because I can't remember, uh, let me look it up, what are the three, uh, three words, because he, like, coughs over it, <laughs> and, um, and it's just, like, this, it's, it's hard to get my dad to laugh out loud, um, to a movie, but he laughed at, yeah, he goes, Klaatu, Barada, and it's just like uh it's so well written and they're like did you say did you say all three of the words he's like well yeah basically i I, yeah um it's just it's so funny and the whole the whole scene where he comes out of the pit and he has the shotgun and there's it's basically he's doing like an ad for s-mart um, but he's, like, doing it in a way where people are, like, terrified, I think is so funny. This is my boomstick. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that works really well. Um, and one line that always comes to mind for me, like, I I watched this, and I, and I paused it after this line, and I was like, damn. Dad, you gotta come in here and watch this. It's so stupid. Um, and uh, part I'm gonna say, pardon my French, but uh, is a quote from the movie where they're after Ash kind of becomes like they're got like I guess leader. Like they realize like he's like he's the savior. Um, they're like in this room and Ash is getting all pampered and stuff. Ladies are feeding him grapes. He's eating a huge chicken leg, stuff like that. Um, he uh there's this line where one of the demon uh one of the demons takes over an older lady in the room and before fighting her he goes 
yo, she bitch, let's go. And it's just a line that is like ingrained in my head. It's so funny. Yeah, and um, like two minutes after that scene is the scene where he says, give me some sugar, baby, and then... <laughs> yeah. And then kisses the girl. Uh, and then at the end of the movie, uh, when he says, like, hail to the king, baby, and there's just those one-liners that are so great. Yeah. I mean, even, like... The final scene of the movie where he's fighting the the demon in S-Smart. And he's like, she's like, who are you? And he goes, Ash. And then he cocks the gun. Housewares. It's just like, it's so funny. Yeah, the whole movie is one of my personal favorite comedies. I just love it so much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sam Raimi did an absolutely phenomenal job on this trilogy. Um, I think this is something that it's definitely not for everybody. Um, Like, it's, you see, like, I'm looking at, like, friends I have it right now, and I have it at, like, a four and a half, and I have friends like you and um and some other people that have it at four and a half but then i have friends that have it at like a two and a half or two star you know it's definitely not for everybody um because it's very if you don't like like that cheesiness like campiness um it's it you're not gonna enjoy it but i i love it yeah so um, i totally agree i have it at four and a half as well um but I would like to quickly bring up the reboots of Evil Dead, where I personally prefer Evil Dead Rise, and I believe you have yet to see Evil Dead Rise, correct? Yeah, I have yet to see it. Um, I've watched the reboot in 2013. Um, personally, for me, I think I rated that it was either a two and a half or a three star. Which, the lowest original trilogy I rate is the original, like, The Evil Dead. And I rate that at, like, a, uh... I believe I have it at a four-star. So it was definitely a huge step down for me. Um, I feel like it loses a lot of the charm that the... And this is just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it loses a lot of the charm and goofiness, which is why I love these movies, that the original trilogy has... Um, it definitely goes a more serious direction, but I will give it this, is the gore is unbelievable. It's like, um, the fact that they were able to pull that off, and I feel like having being able to have like VFX and CGI, like where our techno- technology is now compared to like 1981, um, is just made it that much better. I'm going to completely disagree with you. I think the totally serious route, I think it was really unique for the series, and I think it was honestly really scary. Yeah, yeah, and I I respect that. Um, maybe it's just, like, me personally. I've never found, like, the in-your-face stuff, like, scary. Like, I what I find scary is when you're able to build like this scary atmosphere and build a lot of tension. 
Like a specific example that comes to mind is I just recently watched Paranormal Activity for the oh. first time, and that freaked me out. Stuff like that, where it's nothing huge and it's not trying to like just like put a bunch of gore in your face, where it's like it's just trying to like creep you out and you like kind of have to like imagine some kind of stuff. I that scares me more. Um, but it's definitely, this one's definitely very creepy. Yeah, and I totally agree. I think that a movie that relies on jump scares and gore to scare you is something of a cop-out, and I think I totally agree. Uh, Paranormal Activity, when it first came to Netflix, I put it on, five minutes went by, and I was like, no thanks. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, I would recommend finishing it. Do it when you have a friend sleeping over. Because that is not one you want to sleep in your room by yourself at night after watching. It is creepy as heck. It's so creepy. So yeah, I get why you would say that. But this movie was creepy. I think it was really gory. I had a lot of fun with it. Again, it was a movie that I watched with a friend. And I think that it has a lot of fun. Um, to be had with it, and I respect that, and even though it's not, like, hereditary, like, absolutely terrifying, like, you're shaking at the end of it, I think that it was very enjoyable. It had a lot of very creepy moments. I think the post-credit moment where Bruce just pops up, says groovy, and that's it. Yeah. was funny. Um, and I don't know, I really liked it, uh... And I totally understand why you wouldn't, because it's like watching the Rob Zombie Halloween, where you're kind of like, this isn't Halloween, and it just feels different. Or like if you're watching the original Halloween movies, and you watch Halloween 1, Halloween 2, and you get used to that formula of Michael Myers kills this person, this person, and then you watch Halloween 3, and it's the TV channel thing, and you're like, wait, what? Then it could be, it could definitely take away from your experience with it. So yeah. that change uh, to this very drastic, like, a very drastic change to a genuinely trying to be creepy, trying to be disturbing, like taking a knife and cutting down your tongue moment mm-hmm. is off-putting. But I kind of liked it, and I knew what it was going to be instead of going into it expecting Evil Dead. Um which is the same could be said with Evil Dead Rise. And even though you haven't seen it, I would like to quickly talk about it. Because you're familiar... You're familiar with, like, the New York concept and, like, the mom gets possessed, this and that. Yeah, yep. I'm not going to spoil the ending because I just watched it with a friend who had never seen an Evil Dead movie before, and he was, like, sitting there with his jaw on the floor, like, whoa, after that ending. It has a lot of comedy in it, which goes back to the Evil Dead thing, like the typical Evil Dead vibe, because it's the same as them trying to start with the full horror like they did with the first trilogy, and then the second one they went horror comedy, and I'm assuming they're going to probably make another Evil Dead that's going to be more comedy-oriented. Mm-hmm. But Evil Dead Rise is creepy, funny, and really it has an amazing title card if you've heard about that a lot of people bring that up 
Yeah, no, I've seen a clip of that. It's pretty sweet. But this is one of those movies that you do not, like, want to eat whilst watching because it's gross. Yeah. But it's really, really a thoroughly enjoyable experience that not a lot of movies have given me so much fun seeing it um, in theaters or out, just seeing it at all. Um, really great time, though. Yeah, for sure. I love this one. It's a classic. And to stray away from The Evil Dead for a little bit, there was a movie that you had recommended to me called The Ritual. Yes! Oh! So this is a movie that a lot of the viewers might not have heard of, because it's a not-too-popular, um, underrated gem of a Netflix original. Yes. And Netflix originals get a bad reputation. I mean, for good reason. A lot of them are pretty, pretty poopy. Yeah, a lot of them are atrocious. So, I was pleasantly surprised with what this movie had to offer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here, let me pull up. So, since a lot of people aren't familiar with this, this is a British horror film. Um, And so, uh, Ritual came out in 2017, starring Rafe Spall, uh, Archer Ali... Robert, James, Collier, and Sam Truton. I'm sure I'm absolutely botching that. Um, So a group of college friends reunite for a trip to the forest, but encounter a menacing presence in the woods that's stalking them. Um, So essentially, this group is taking this huge hike, and one of the guys, like, rolls his ankle. Um... And they're like, okay, we can either go around this forest or we can just walk straight through and get to the lodge faster so we can, like, take care of this guy's ankle. Yeah. And they go straight through the forest. And it's just all hell breaks loose after that. Um, personally, so I watched this for the first time, I think, like, a year and a half ago. Um, and I was at my friend's house and I was like, ooh, let's watch a horror and I was like, let's watch The Shining or let's watch The Exorcist. Because, like, personally, I've been to the classics. And they were like, no, Trey, we got to watch this one, The Ritual. I'm like, I've never seen it. And then I saw it was a Netflix original. And I was like, oh, God, this is going to be terrible. I was pleasantly surprised. It is extremely, extremely unsettling. Um, and I, I, I personally really enjoyed it. I would like to hear, like, what are your, uh, what were your first thoughts after finishing it? I want to give absolute kudos to the um, whoever thought of this movie because it's a short runtime and it wastes no time getting into the most, like, it's like five minutes, ten minutes go by. And then all of a sudden it's just like, spoiler warning, like, this guy's ripped up in a tree. This guy's getting eaten alive. And it wastes no time getting there and it really it's like it grabs you in at the beginning and it never stops and yeah a lot of the editing is thoroughly impressive um we'll randomly cut in and out of like that flashback moment with um with luke 
and uh, the other guy that died at the beginning, I think his name might have been Robert. I might be wrong on that. But he really just... it. The um, I would like to also say that the effects uh, or whatever it is that the monster is, the creature thing, mm-hmm. whether that was... Uh, CGI or what it was, it was insane. Um, and it was a creepy thing too. And like you said, it's very unnerving the whole runtime, and it, it like gets under your skin, which I really respect if a movie can do that. And I yeah. think that this movie did a lot of stuff really right. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's it's creature horror which I feel like can be hit or miss, like, very much so. Um, And this one definitely hits. Um, And I think in from big part, the writing and the character development really, really helps. Um, And, like, learning about these four friends' stories and, um, and the acting is really like all these guys give great performances um and there's there's a couple emotional scenes that i think hit really well which you don't see too much in horror um but i think it just makes it that much more engaging um and yeah it's one scene i would love to hear your thoughts on um is it's after the first night that they're walking through the forest and they realize they're not going to make it to the lodge and they're like we need to set up camp and they're like no we need to keep going but it's dumping rain and all this stuff and they happen upon this cabin in the middle of the woods looks abandoned and they're so they stay the night in this cabin and like when they first get in there they go upstairs and they find this, like, it's one of the most unsettling images I've seen in film. It, like, I see it every time, and I, like, get the, like, the hair on the back of my neck stands up. Um, up up in the attic, they find this, like, uh, oh, what do you call it? Like, uh, oh, do you know, do you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? I, I can't remember what you call it. Like, a shrine. That's um, the word I was Yes, yeah, a shrine. Yeah, a shrine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they all go to sleep, and they all have these crazy nightmares. And they all, like, you wake up, and, like, one of them has peed the bed. One of them is, like, crying in the corner. One of them is up on his knees, naked, in front of the shrine. And, like, it was just, like, that scene... I think is the creepiest scene in the movie for me. And I would love to hear your thoughts on it. That was a genuinely like upsetting moment. (laughs) Yeah. Um, when they go up into the attic and see him naked praising the thing, I was like, what? Cause I watched this like early in the morning. I woke up early cause I was like getting up, getting ready to go. Uh, and waking up early and seeing that is like a really like am i actually seeing this yeah um a lot of the stuff in the movie is really like 
wait, 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 is this like really what's on screen right now? And it's a very crazy movie. And I really respect how well it does that concept. Because a lot of movies, when they try to do like chaotic horror, fail miserably. And I've Mm -hmm. seen a lot of attempts at horror that have just been a nightmare to sit through. Um, Yeah. And there's been instances where movies have tried to do hectic horror and I had to shut it off because of how, like, lame it was. But this does it genuinely very well. And it's kind of reminiscent of that Blair Witch, like, out in the woods, starting to see, like, symbols in the trees kind of concept. Mm -hmm. And I think that this movie does it really well. And I think it's a great, enjoyable experience. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. It's one of my, like, personal, like, hidden gems of horror. Like, if I want to sound, like, really, like like a cinephile you know people like like what a horror will you would you recommend i'm like and i want to sound like a cinephile i'm like well there's this one called the ritual and they're like oh i've never heard of that and then i'm like well it's on netflix it's creepy as hell and it's pretty good you should check it out um um and yeah i just i love it i think they do the creature horror really well i think some of the shots are really beautiful um and yeah i just think it's all around a really really i don't want to say it's a good time because horror horror movies like this aren't a good time you know you're watching it and you're just like oh my god but i will say this it is an engaging and uh like unsettling watch and if you're into that kind of thing highly recommend it's on netflix it's great And I would like to bring up another movie that for some reason it made me think of. Um, I don't know if you've seen the movie Sleepaway Camp. I have not. Um, It's a genuinely upsetting film. Like, there's um, a moment that I'm not going to spoil. Mm-hmm. That is so, like, bothersome. It's, like, one of those shots that you, like, don't stop thinking about after the movie's over. Yeah. And you have to watch, like, super bad after to cleanse your brain of what you just saw. And Sleepaway yeah. Camp's, like, a very normal mo- slasher movie the whole way through. Until the end, where it's, like, old boy, where it's a genuinely sickening feeling at the end. Yeah. So, you gotta check that one out at some point. Um, that's yeah, I definitely... I think it's on Peacock. Uh, and it's... Yeah, I think it's on Peacock. Great, great movie. Um, and one I think you should check out. But it kind of gives off that same vibe where it's like something's weird's going on and you can't quite put, like figure out what it is. And then when it finally gets revealed to you, it's like, whoa, you know, like, wow. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love films like that. Um, like something like, like Midsommar um, yeah. and this movie, I don't know why, but it just like, 
it always makes me think of Midsummer while I'm watching it. Um, is just like there's just like weird stuff going on the entire time, you know? Yeah. And you're just like, there's something weird about this. And then the last like 20 minutes, it's just like bam, 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 bam. And you're just like, oh, what the hell? Yeah. And I could totally see a midsummer comparison being like really justifiable. Um, but there's one other movie that I wanted to talk about, and it's one that I know you've seen, and it's again a personal favorite of mine, and I would like you to talk your thoughts about it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Where do you stand? So I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre is wait, okay, what are we talking? Because there's like three Texas they've remade it like twice. Which one do you want to talk about? I'm talking seventy four Tobe Hoover. Okay. Perfect, because that is the only one. Um, because the other ones are terrible. Um, yeah. So, original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm not going to read the... Description, because um, hopefully everyone's seen it. Yeah, because it's so iconic. If you haven't seen it, you should know it's like slasher vibes. Um, I love this movie. I have it at a four and a half. Um, I think... This is one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Um, it's so influential. There's so many shots that are used in this film that um, specific to horror that you will see like used later um, in other horror films. But this shot kind of like this movie, I feel kind of pioneered the slasher genre um for movies like scream and the fear street movies and um black christmas stuff like that i feel like this movie really really helped push um that genre along um and it's it's really well shot it's really unsettling the practical of practical effects work really well for me well acted um it's just all around all all around a great piece of cinema. This movie is so gritty and terrifying that um, it was the first movie to ever, like, kind of freak me out. Because I watched it as, like, the only other horror movies I had seen are, like, Friday the 13th Part 2 and Halloween that don't come anywhere near as unsettling as this movie is. And this is a movie that in 1974, probably was <laughs> a lot of people at that time probably gained a lot of fears from a movie like this. Because it, and I know this kind of sounds stupid to say, it doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like something that you're actually seeing happen because it doesn't feel like it's shot like a movie at some points, you know? Yes. Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, it's not a found footage, which is like you found footage is you feel like you're not watching. You feel like you're watching a documentary. Yeah. Um, but it definitely had. It definitely feels the shot style makes it feel very real. Um, because there's a lot of like shaky cam shots that work really well. 
and stuff like that. So it definitely makes you feel like you're in the movie, um, which is something I really, really enjoy. So, yeah, I think that we hit all the bases that we wanted to. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, I would just like to say, um, if you like this podcast, leave us a review, please. We would love it. Um, and it helps us. Um, share it with your friends, you know, share it with people who like films. And uh, uh, follow uh, my TikTok handle is Trey the Film Noob. Um, I do movie content and stuff like that. If I would love a follow. Um, uh, Jagger, you want to do a little self-promotion? Yeah, thank you. Um, my TikTok is Jagger Film Reviews, and I would really appreciate if you dropped me a follow. I really appreciate it. And again, if you could follow, uh, leave any kind of review on this podcast, that helps us immensely to gain more of an audience and yeah share it with any film nerds that you know so yeah thank you guys all for listening and we'll see you next episode